Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org friendshipwithgod.org or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. We would like to prepare ourselves for the communion and have our eyes really opened to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ as the only place where we can find life and peace and forgiveness, just like we just sung. And to have from our eyes this veil that gets over us, a veil of distractions, a veil of pride, a veil of unbelief, a veil of ignorance lifted from us so we can see the cross. And before we come today to communion, to remember the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd like for us just to think about, just for a moment, the relevance of the cross today. I mean, just think, how is the cross relevant today? I want to first of all, just to think about that and how you would respond if someone asked you, what relevance is the cross for you today? You know, I remember how I was right in the middle one time of, of giving my testimony to a lost Jewish man of how I was saved and I was coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was thinking about that time, just as Frank was just talking about the time when he was over there at the drinking fountain while I was thinking about my time. And that man stopped me right in the middle and looked into my eyes and confronted me with a penetrating question when he said, okay, that was in your past. What difference does Jesus Christ make in your life today? And the question just stunned me. I mean, I was thinking about my drinking fountain experience, you know. (laughs) I'm giving my testimony in the past, you know. But I knew immediately when he asked me that question, that was a very good question. And I wasn't prepared. I stopped. I thought to myself, I need to give him a good answer. I need to give him a well-thought-out answer, not just off the top of my head. So I told him, I said, you got to give me a little time to answer that. And I went home, and I couldn't sleep that night. And I wrote out my answer, and that answer turned into a 16-page booklet (laughs) as you can imagine, called What Difference the Lord Jesus Christ Has Made in the Life of a Jew. I just happen to have a few of them around, so (laughs) just in case you'd like one. That's why my pockets are bulging. Now, but his question, his question was really, what relevance does Jesus Christ have in your life today? You know, every week we come to communion at this church where we remember the cross And I want to challenge all of us with a similar question. What relevance does the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ have for you, for me, today? You know, somebody, some might say, no, look, I know the date 
when I came to the cross, I've got it written down in my Bible on the first page here, if you don't believe me. I know when I received the Lord Jesus Christ and was saved. That was in the past. That was in the past. What relevance does the cross have for you today? Some might say, well, at the cross, that on the cross there, that's where all my sins were paid for. Again, that was in the past. What relevance does the cross have for you today? The question is, how is the cross relevant to you and I today? What difference is the cross making in our lives today? You know, we sing the song at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. That was in the past. That was in the past. That's when we first saw the light. But what relevance is the cross today? When we speak of the gospel, we speak of the cross as an event in history and not as a relevant working power in our lives today. I mean, how is the cross relevant? How is it a relevant working power in our lives today? My friend was sitting in a a very large church when the pastor said, if you can't tell me the day and the hour when you were saved, then I doubt, I don't believe that you are saved. He said, if you can't tell me when you were saved, then I doubt that you had a salvation experience. When the pastor said that, a person sitting next to my friend leaned over and said, well, I guess I better leave right now (laughs) because I don't know when I was saved, but I know I am saved. When I asked the question, How is the cross relevant for you today? I'm not asking when you were saved. I'm asking a different question, which is, how is the cross operational in you today? If a person says to me, the cross is not operational for me today, I wouldn't ask the person, when were you saved? That's like me asking a corpse, what was your birthday? (laughs) It doesn't matter when his birth date was. He's a corpse. I can tell he's dead. I don't care if a person can tell me the hour and the day he was saved if he can't tell me that the cross is operational in him today. Then I would ask, how do you know you're saved? If a person is saved, then the cross will be operational, making a relevant difference today. If a person really had a salvation experience, then the cross will be relevant in his life today. So that's the question. How is the cross relevant for the saved? And fortunately, we've got a person who tells us, Peter. So please turn to Peter, 1 Peter 2, 21 through 25, because he gives us the answer. 1 Peter 2, 21 through 25. 1 Peter 2, 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. So Peter starts off this issue of the relevance of the cross 
with the words he describes the cross as Christ also suffered for us. You know, it's interesting. When Paul writes about the cross, his emphasis is typically on the death of Christ. When Paul wrote about the significance of the cross, Paul was writing about the significance of his death. But Peter, on the other hand, when he writes about the cross, his emphasis is not on the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, but Peter's emphasis is on the sufferings of the Lord. The sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ became the emphasis for Peter. You've got to love Peter when you see that. You've got to love Peter when he says Christ also has suffered for us because it shows something about Peter, and that's how teachable he was. Peter, speaking of the sufferings of Christ, that was so typical of Peter, but Peter didn't always like to speak about the sufferings of the Lord Jesus. We remember how Peter gave his great confession of who the Lord Jesus Christ was in Matthew 16, 16, when it says, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven, Just a few moments later, after saying that, he's resisting the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 16, 21, when it says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. See, what Peter was rebuked strongly for resisting the sufferings of Christ. But Peter learned his lesson. And now, as we read about Peter and his emphasis on the sufferings, no one in the New Testament, so emphasizes the sufferings of Christ than Peter does. And in this passage, Peter tells us how the cross is relevant to us today. With these words, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow, in other words, you should follow today, his steps. See, Peter tells us that the cross is relevant for us today because the cross shows us an example of how to suffer. On the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, he left us an example that we should follow in his steps of suffering. What example do we see on the cross of how to suffer? He says in verse 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Peter wrote to Christians during a time of tremendous suffering, tremendous persecution. Nero was the emperor of Rome when Peter was writing this. Nero loved to have Christians dipped in oil, tied to poles on his gardens, and then lit up on fire to provide light in his garden. So what was Peter going to write? What was Peter going to write to Christians who were in that kind of a situation, who were suffering like that? How was the cross relevant to them in their day? How is the cross relevant to us today when we suffer? by showing us that when we suffer, his steps were not to sin. The cross shows us that when the Lord Jesus Christ suffered, having his back lacerated whips, his veins were exposed, the blood was flowing, and it says, who did no sin, 
neither was there guile found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. He suffered, he threatened not. He could have used his mouth. He could have used his mouth to curse, to threaten, to yell back, but he didn't. And that's an example for us today, to not sin when we suffer. When, we suffer. when it was on the cross, instead of yelling back, he used his mouth to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I mean, just think, Father, forgive them? They've lacerated his back. They've nailed his hands. They've spiked his feet. He's on a cross to torture to death. And he says, Father, forgive them? That's how the cross is relevant for us today. It shows us how to suffer with no yelling, no cursing, no threatening, but with blessing others. The cross shows us that the more we hurt today, the more we should bless others today. That's how the cross is relevant to us today. But there's another example that he gave us when he suffered, and that's seen in the last part of verse 23 where it says, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. When he suffered, he didn't allow himself to just, oh, fall into a pit of worry. What's gonna happen to me? Instead, when he suffered, he committed himself to God the Father. He saw his sufferings as not as something that happened to him, but as something that was ordained by God for him. And he saw God who made the decision as one who did right, one who judges rightly, and therefore he committed himself to God. You know, what helped me so much when I was diagnosed with the cancer, with the terminal, it's terminal, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they told me that, is I went back and I thought to myself, got kind of an imaginary thought, I thought to myself, I can see God taking a prescription pad and writing on the pad, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for Tom, that's best for Tom. (laughs) And I committed myself to, to him that does right things. So the cross shows us how to suffer without sin, without cursing, without threatening, without retaliating, without getting even, without getting bitter, and with commitment to God. He let himself go into the hands of God, which we see in his last words in Luke 23, 46. Luke 23, 46, when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, and having said thus, he gave up the ghost. That's commitment. The cross is relevant for us today because it shows us how to suffer without sin and with commitment to God. But next, Peter shows us that the cross is relevant today where it says in verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. These words, they're so marvelous when it says his own self his own body. When we read these words, his own self, his own body, it's like Peter is drawing us. He's drawing us into the relevance of the cross. He's he's causing us to get up close to the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And when we get up close like that, and we see those nails being pounded into his hands, and those spikes being driven into his feet, and those thorns being pressed into his head, and the spear being driven up into his side, we just stand back and gaze at the cross, and something happens. The Holy Spirit frees us from the power of sin, 
Because when we do that and look at the cross like that, we say four things. We say, I see the awfulness of, the, of what my sin did to Jesus. I see the awfulness of my, what my sin did to Jesus. And then we say, I hate sin. And then we say, I love Jesus. And then we say, I'm free. I'm free from the power of sin. Because when we see what sin did to him, we hate sin. And when we see, and when we, we hate sin, it's in verse 24, then it says that ye being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. The cross is relevant today because it frees me from the power of sin so that I can live unto righteousness. Thanks be to God. Then Peter says in verse 25, by whose stripes you were healed. You know, there's a particular tree in Gilead from which a balm was made and it could cure diseases. We get a look at it first when the merchants were going down to Egypt and Joseph was sold to them and said they were carrying balm from Gilead. And we get a play, we get a look at it in other places in the Bible where God asks the question, is there no balm in Gilead? Why can't you be cured? The balm in Gilead was a very powerful medicinal ointment that cured. Don't know very much details about it. But the cross is our balm of Gilead. The cross cures us from the pain of sin. The cross cures us today from the pain of sin. The cross is relevant today because it cures us from the pain of sin. When we sin and then we gaze deeply at the cross, the pain from our sin is healed. And that's what Peter meant when he said in verse 24, by whose stripes you were healed. The cross is relevant today because it takes away the pain of the sin that we fall into. And then notice in verse 25, Peter speaks of the Lord as the shepherd. He says, you were a sheep going astray, but now are returned to the shepherd of your soul. He says, now returned unto the shepherd and bishops of your soul. When we look at the cross, we see the shepherd. We see the shepherd of our souls. When we look at the cross, we see the meaning, and we know how to say the words of Psalm 23. You look at the king, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth my soul beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The cross is relevant today because when we gaze at the cross, we see our shepherd and our soul is satisfied. We say, I shall not want, and our soul is restored. We say, he restoreth my soul. But notice in verse 25 how Peter then goes on to say that we also see the bishop of our souls. You know, the bishop's an interesting word because it's the particular Greek word is used in another place in this very chapter. In verse 12, the word is used where it's spoken of the visitor, the visitation. Visitation is the word that's used, visitation. So he is the bishop visitor. He is the bishop overseer of our souls. The cross is relevant today because it shows the Lord as the visitor or the overseer of our souls. So 
How do we answer the question? How is the cross relevant for you today? How is it operational? The cross is relevant to us today because it shows us how to suffer without sin. The cross is relevant to us today because it shows us how to commit ourselves and our sufferings to God. The cross is relevant to us today because it shows us how to be freed from the power of sin. The cross is relevant to us today because it shows us how to be healed from the pain of sin. The cross is relevant to us today because it shows us the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. All through scripture, whenever it speaks about the arms of God or the hands of God, it's referring really to the power of God, to the ability of God. The eternal God is our home, and staying at home, it's not about our arms or our ability. It's all about God's everlasting arms and abilities. But this all came. The eternal God had to open the door. He had to open the door for us to have him as our home, supported by the everlasting arms that came with a cost. And the cost was those everlasting arms stretched out on a cross for our sins. The cost was those hands nailed through for our sins. The cost to take away our emptiness was the Lord Jesus Christ experiencing unbelievable emptiness of his soul. Of his soul, as he talked about being poured out in Isaiah 53, 12. Isaiah 53, 12. He hath poured out his soul unto death. That's emptiness. The cost to take away our loneliness was the Lord Jesus Christ experiencing loneliness. The kind of loneliness where when he most needed someone, anyone, and he looked around for someone to comfort him, someone to help him, he reported in Psalm 6920, Psalm 6920, reproach hath broken my heart. I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. The cost to take away our homelessness was the Lord Jesus Christ experiencing homelessness himself. He said in Matthew 8.20, Matthew 8.20, and Jesus saith unto him, the foxes have holes. Think of a foxhole, fur-lined. And the birds of the air have nests. Think of a bird's nest, down-filled. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. His everlasting arms stretched out on a cross, those arms also reached out to us, reached out to us, and we see the picture of it as he reaches out his arms to lost Israel, to the Jewish nation, as he said in Isaiah 65, 2, Isaiah 65, 2, I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people. He suffered all this for us. He suffered emptiness. He suffered personal loneliness. He suffered homelessness, all to open the door for us of Deuteronomy 33, 27, so that we could have the eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Now we're saved. We're saved from emptiness. We're saved from loneliness. We're saved from homelessness because he suffered for us. So now, let's go to communion and remember the relevance of the cross. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God, 
Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. Or you can write Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Join Tom Cantor, Ray Comfort, Dr. Michael Brown at the Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference happening in San Diego on Friday evening, February 9th and Saturday morning, February 10th at the Creation Museum in Santee, California. Learn from great Bible teachers like radio host Tom Cantor from Friendship with God, as well as world-renowned Jewish evangelist Ray Comfort, radio host Dr. Michael Brown, director of Jews for Jesus Israel Dan Sered, Friends of Israel field director Steve Herzig, Pastor Leo Giovanetti, and many others. Cost for this two-day conference is only $25, which covers all speakers, food, and materials. So register today to hear Tom Cantor, Ray Comfort, Dr. Michael Brown, Jews for Jesus, and Friends of Israel on how we can reach the lost people of America and Israel on February 9th and 10th. Call us at 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at reachisrael.com, reachisrael.com.